Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we discuss ways we can walk in the way of the cross. I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, the Associate Minister of Holly Hill Church of Christ, and we're coming at you live, and I have Matt Wheeler with us, and we'll be discussing what it means to be joyful and have true joy. So Matthew, how are you doing? I am well, and uh, my friends call me Matt. Yeah, I started saying <laughs> Matthew, and I was like, whoops. <laughs> that's all right. I, that's, uh, that's something that people always ask me, Matt or Matthew? I'm like, I do. it's the same name, Matthew. Well, just an extra syllable you know uh, yeah and uh we were talking earlier and, and tell us how long you've been there at trenton or trenton so, <laughs> Trent, trenton t-r-e-n apostrophe n trenton. absolutely um so i i worked for the first time in the summer of 2012 and then again in the summer of 2013 and then hired on uh in a more official capacity yeah. uh later in uh, 2019 and i've been doing that Okay. Uh, sense. Well, good. Well, good. I know you're excited about that and doing good work, and I know you're hopefully joyful about that. And you know, and and today we're we're talking about joy, and and as we we discuss what what joy really is, I feel like sometimes we maybe misunderstand what the word joy means when we're reading it in the scriptures. No. You know, because we say, well, you know, I don't feel very joyful right now or, or you know, I, you know, this isn't a very joyful event, but we can. Can you explain that? I know we were talking about that before we got on, but uh, do we do we misdefine joy sometimes? I think we do. I, and I think it's it's one of those language things, you know, uh, how we can say love about anything. You know, you and Adam were talking about that last week. Oh, yeah. Um, about how I love ice cream. It's the same word, but it means something completely different when I say I love my wife, you know, Um, or if I say and sometimes we we have mixed together uh, hope and wish. You know, I hope this happens. I wish this happens, you know, Uh, when in reality, that's not what hope is indicating. You know, I'm sure you'll get that on to get into that later down the road. Um, And and I think we do that a lot of time with joy and happiness as well. Uh, We we can talk about um, feeling joy. in those moments when we, we probably should have used the word happy instead. Now, I know that's semantics, but when we try to get a, a full understanding of joy, semantics matters, <laughs> you know? So uh, I think, and you're, you're welcome to comment on this, uh, but I think a, 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 at least a starting point of defining joy uh, can be from the eternal aspect. Joy is, is eternal. Whereas, Happiness is more on the temporary side of things. Yeah, definitely. And because, you know, no one can take away our joy that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we should, you know, finding joy in the Lord. But my happiness can leave. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can be unhappy during something. You know, you know, like, you know, I, I imagine when Paul and Silas were finding joy and they were in prison. Yeah. I, I don't imagine they were happy about being in prison. You know, no. that, that, that they rejoiced, you know, when, when they were able to, you know, suffer. They rejoiced when they, you know, the disciples rejoiced when they were persecuted. But I don't believe that they enjoyed being right. beaten. But I think they understood that it was an honor and they could yeah. find joy in knowing, hey, we, we suffered like Christ. And those are the differences. Yeah, well, and, and two, you, you, you bring up that good point of, of uh, finding honor in suffering for Christ. Uh, that's a pretty good indicator if you can find joy is if you find honor in suffering on behalf of Christ. 
you know, and, and that's a good point too. And you know, James talks about that in his, in the first chapter of his letter is, you know, uh, count a joy, right. When you go through trials, uh, when the storms blew through here a couple of weeks ago, there's not much joy to be found under a stairwell, you know, uh, not much joy to be found when a tree falls on your house or with, with the plague going on right now that, you know, uh, or excuse me, happiness, you know, uh, there's not much happiness to be found in those instances, but, uh, when you are in Christ, um, that is, you don't have to be happy in order to have something eternal, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what, what joy is. It's that eternal, uh, comfort, uh, knowing that, you know, things aren't great right now, but I am optimistic. I am positive in this time because I, I have that hope. You know, we, we mentioned that earlier, I have that hope. And no matter what I'm going through now, whether it's persecution or sickness or, uh, fill in the blank, I have that joy. Yeah. I have that joy that Christ brings. Oh, absolutely. And, and we should find joy in not just those, those small things, but find, find joy in, in serving God or, or using mm-hmm. our gifts. And I think you were alluding to that just a little bit earlier. And, and I think that, you know, m- my dad's here commenting and, and he, He's told me this several times before, and especially whenever I get discouraged or someone says something that that bugged me or, or that that hurt me. And uh, he, he would always say, don't let anyone or don't let someone steal your joy. You know, yeah. if you find joy in doing something and mm-hmm. someone may, you know, pick at it or someone may say, well, you know, the, that one complaint that everything went great except for one thing, and that's all people want to talk about. You know, he says, don't let them steal your joy. You know, learn from this, but but don't let them steal your joy. Yeah, and we have a, we have a habit of doing that, though, don't we? Uh, it, it's almost a, a, a nature of ours to, to focus on that negative side of things, perhaps maybe, maybe from the standpoint of how can I make it better or, or whatever, and it just kind of goes wrong, but it sticks with us, you know, and, and it – like you said, it, it picks at us and we, we, we just want to draw our attention to it and keep it there. When in reality, you know, like you said, perhaps nine of the 10 things went right. <laughs> and I wonder if part of it is because as we're searching for joy, you know, when we should be finding joy and using our gifts and serving God and that should be enough. I wonder if we've only define joy in the way of if it's successful, then I'll have joy. Yeah. And, and, and I wonder if we've misconfused, if we kind of confuse that, if we've, you know, cause you know, we, we have one of the questions that, you know, we wanted to get to, I think this is perfect here. What things do we try to find joy in? I think maybe we try to seek out joy in success yeah. rather than faithfulness. Well, and I think that kind of goes back to the idea of, um, of happiness versus joy. Right. Yeah. Um, and success is, is great and we should strive for it, um, in every aspect of our lives, if, and when possible, but at the same time, uh, it like happiness is, um, is, you know, looking at the example of the wise man versus the foolish man is like building your house on sand. You know, it, we're not always going to be successful. And if that is what we are trying to strive for all the time, we're going to be devastated when it doesn't go right. And we've actually, you know, and, and I've said this before, and, and I'm sure someone told me that, and that's why I remember it, but, you know, we were never commanded to be successful. We were commanded to be faithful. Yeah, and um, in First Corinthians, you know, the, the plant, water, and uh, God gives the increase section, you know, 
it is just that, right? It, yeah. Especially when it comes to, you know, um, to matters of, um, of the gospel is um, all we're expected to do is plant and water. Yep. Is to plant the seed and, and to water it and you know, encourage all that good stuff. Um, but he makes that point of it's God that gives the increase. Um, that should take pressure off of us. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. And and here, you know, and I think part of that thing of, you know, don't let someone steal your joy and, you know, maybe us seeking out joy in getting approval or getting the pat on the back, getting mm-hmm. affirmation. Here my dad's saying affirmation is not equal joy. Yeah. You know, when we're doing something, we should be worried about being faithful, not then, you know, well, then no one noticed. Well, don't joy should not be defined or, or based upon whether someone notices mm-hmm. something or not. It You should. And I think, you know, what other things do we try to find joy in that maybe aren't so helpful? Well, I, I think we we can sometimes um, focus too hard on. On others. And, and what I mean is we count on others um, in the same way that we should count on God. Um so, for example, uh, there are some things that only God can provide. God can, can only provide uh, those things that uh, we might need, and he may use others to provide those needs for us. Um, but I think sometimes whenever somebody doesn't um, do what is what we're expecting of them, perhaps, then we can lose all faith in, in, in the people that we're around or or we're just crushed when something just doesn't go right with our relationships, uh, when our friendships, um, you, you know, the, the Bible is full of examples of people turning their back on people, you know? Um, and if that was happening then, it's certainly happening now. So why are you putting all your focus on people in the sense of you're, you're putting your hope on them. You're, you're trying to put your joy on them, but that's not, that's not how it's going to happen. No, I think even the greatest the greatest friendship I can think of in the in the Bible is Jonathan and David. Yeah, yeah. And and when they had those relationships with each other, they said, "The Lord's only going to come between me and you. you no, know, only the Lord yeah. can become here." You know, they made a covenant with each other, but it was all rooted in God. It wasn't, yeah. "Oh, my faith's in you, David. My faith is in you, Jonathan." Well, no, it was our faith is in God together, and together we're going to serve Him. And we're going to do it together and we're going to become good friends. And, you know, so their joy wasn't in each other, but rather in God. And, you know, Nehemiah says that what the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And and I wonder, do we really believe that? You know, we surround ourselves with so many other things trying to strengthen ourselves when the scripture clearly says you want to be strong. You'll find joy in the Lord. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I think in the same way that we try to put a lot of emphasis on some things, we take away emphasis on other things. And, and here's what, what I mean by that. Hebrews 12, two, talking about Jesus, you know, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and the seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, do we find joy in those moments where ordinarily you're not going to think of as joyful moments, you know, um, Jesus went to the cross. I can't say there's a happy time on a cross, yeah. but he did it. Are, are we 
are we putting our focus on those moments when perhaps we might, um, by our sacrifice, bring joy to someone else? You know what I mean? Yep. And I think not just that, too, but also realizing that, you know, you know, spiritual disciplines, for example, they're disciplines. They're, they're mm-hmm. not always going to be fun. Yeah. And sometimes, like you said, happiness and joy, we use as synonyms, are happy or, or what? Fun and joy. Well, no, mm-hmm. I can be joyful about having fun. You right. know, and the, why, how were the apostles able to rejoice when they were beaten? Because they know that now we can now, you know, we're now on the same, you know, kind of persecution as Jesus. Some of them were even what, you know, were put to death for their faith. You know, we are mm-hmm. now kind of worthy to suffer for the name. And as we go and look on that, there's something greater waiting for us. Yeah. You know, I can think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I can't imagine that that fiery furnace was looking too fun. No. And, and then they said, you know, but their faith said, our God, you know, he's going to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, you know, they were finding joy in standing up for what was right. Now, yeah. they were they were delivered, and, and the story was a happy ending. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. Um, we're— our, our Wednesday night class for the past uh, couple months has been um, uh, 2020 vision, focusing on seeing God clearly. Um, and la- uh, last night we talked about being a, a corrective lens, you know, and, and you talked about how just now about uh, it's not always fun, you know, to, to go through things for Christ. And, and that goes exactly with that idea of corrective lenses is like, I, I can't stand having to wear these. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I can't stand it. Uh, but if I don't wear my contacts or if I don't wear these, then I'm literally lost. I have no idea where I'm at. Um, <laughs> if we are being a corrective lens to someone, it, it's not because we enjoy uh, trying to right or wrong or right ourselves. It, it's because it's what has to happen. You know, James talks about in uh, chapter five, starting in 19, you know, if, if anyone turns, uh, in, in, if anyone among you, waters from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know he who turns a sinner from the air of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. That sounds pretty joyful to me. Absolutely. It, it, it may require someone calling me out for things that I'm doing or calling me out for things that I'm not doing. But if I listen to that and I heed that, yeah. what is that? Is that a temporary thing or is that an eternal effect? That's an eternal effect. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, that's a, that's a joyful thing if we are you know humble enough to accept correcting if we are um brave and loving enough to do the correcting you know what yeah. i mean and in and, and that loving way you know kind of we talked about last week you know here yeah. uh, josh uh made a really really good point and uh this I mean, talking about our joy and kind of our confidence in god and he said his biggest challenge is putting too much faith in myself yeah and then cloaking it in confidence in my God-given abilities. Yeah. And, you know, look at what I've done. And, you know, you know oh, it's only because God gave me the ability. And really, we're still tooting our, our own horn. Yeah. And, and, and that could be a, a challenge. And because uh, yeah. that's not joy. That, that's pride. You yeah. know, and, and those are differences. Yeah. You know. We, we, the, I was, uh, I was talking to some of the kids that, um, I work with the school system here in, in, in Trenton at, at Bade and I work with the band there and I coach some of their, uh, their leadership. And I was talking to some of them today and 
we were talking about confidence versus arrogance. You know, it is possible to be confident and be real with yourself. You know, talking about, you know, there are things that are God given talents to each and each and every one of us. Um, but that's, that's where the line of the sand is drawn between confidence and arrogance. Am I being honest with myself about it or am I taking the credit for it? You know, um, and, and that's something that we discussed for a little bit of time earlier today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, for the, for the next little bit, uh, I want us to kind of look at the times in the Bible people were joyful when it was hard and try to figure out how we can do the same thing. You know, they were joyful. You know, the disciples were joyful when they were persecuted. You know, James tells us what to find joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Right. You know, how is that possible? You know, I know we're supposed to look forward to heaven and say, oh, man, that's great one day. But in the moment that that's hard to do, how yeah. can we have that joy? Yeah, well, and uh, that's <laughs> it. It's a kind of a callback to, uh, you know, way back when in Genesis, uh, uh, Jacob, you know, he 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 wants to be with um, uh, to be with. Rachel, sorry, her name blanked for a second. He wants to be with Rachel and, you know, he, he works those seven years and he gets Leah. Not what he wanted. So he agrees to work another seven years. You know, it's sometimes it might feel like we're getting the raw end of the bargain when we're trying to live up to our part, you know? Um, and perhaps that's something to be said about having, having expectations that perhaps aren't verbalized, you know, okay. um, in his sense. But, um, but once those years were done, he, and he, and he had what he was working so long, so hard for, he reached his goal. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, he, he had that, uh, that relationship in, in, in Rachel again, um, there at the end of those 14 years. I think about Joseph, Mm. you know, Joseph, his life was not something that you'd be like, man, this is great. You know, at the end of his life, sure. He, he kind of, you know, was in a position where it was, it was really beneficial, but you think about early on, you know, he has all these dreams of him being great. And then he's already a favorite of, of, of all daddy. And then what's he do? You know, he goes and tells his brothers, "Hey, you're gonna worship me. You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna be above you." And he starts bragging about it, which okay, one's not smart. <laughs> you know what? You know, good job, dude. But you know, so they decide we want to kill you. You know, that's prevented. But instead, they you know sell him to slavery. You know, I'm not sure what's worse. You know, mm-hmm. but he sold him to slavery, and I can imagine that's not great. Then he becomes over what Potiphar's house. Then he's falsely accused. He's thrown in jail. <laughs> But then he's successful in jail. He's put over the whole jail. Then they forget about him for years. And then he's out of jail. And now he's, you know, then he finally gets to where he's at. But during all those times, he still remained faithful. And I I wondered how. And then I realized he realized, and I said this in in this morning's uh, three-minute video, he Mm -hmm. realized that our current circumstances don't dictate God's big picture plan for us. You know, our present circumstances don't dictate whether or not we should have joy or not. They can dictate your happiness, like you said. Sure. Sure. Wow, this is not fun. You know, no one likes to suffer. No one enjoys pain unless you're weird. You know, but, you know, we can still find joy in knowing we're going to benefit from it somehow. Yeah, and and on that that point, 
uh, I, I do want to look in Philippians at what Paul is saying here. Okay. Um, starting in, in 19, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectations and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Nothing. I'm not going to be ashamed. But with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. And then this, this famous verse, you know, verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I think that is the definition of joy, right? Um, regardless of what happens to me in life, there is something, something that is going to keep me fueled and going, right? Uh, if, I, if I die, so be it, I'm with Christ. If I'm here, so be it, I can work for Christ, <laughs> you know? And I think that's, that's, that's a pretty good definition of joy right there, is regardless of what happens to me in this life, I've got Christ. And, and it's about not just having Christ, but it's about becoming Christ-like. Mm. You, know, you know, like you said, Christ wasn't saying, oh, wow, the cross is going to be enjoyable. No, no. He, he, he never thought that. Mm-hmm. But, he, but, he, but he did say, but I'm wanting to go willingly yeah. because I love my people. I love the Father. Mm-hmm. And I can go knowing that in the end, the end result is more joyful than if I prevented it. Right. The end result is that God and man can be reunited forever one day. And, mm-hmm. and that is the goal. And for us, the goal is to be transformed mm-hmm. like Christ. Yeah. And, that's, and that, that is the joy, right? Uh, the, I, think, I think those two, joy and hope, go hand in hand, right? Uh, the joy in just, just knowing I'm going to be with Christ one day. Yeah. Throw at me what you will, you know, this side of eternity. I don't, I, it doesn't matter because in the end, I'm in heaven, right? Yeah. That's yeah. my joy. And, and then until then, I'm, I'm serving the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we can, and if you can't find joy in that, then, then yeah. you, you know, reevaluate something. But, mm-hmm. but fine. And, you know, now, you know, I'm going to kind of refer back to Josh here. You know, now God has given us God given abilities. And we should lean on him for that and use those abilities and not waste them because, you know, the parable of the talents. You know, if we waste what what God's given us, well, then he's going to say, you know, you weren't responsible for what I gave you, you wicked servant. You know, I don't want to be a wicked servant, but I also don't want to be a prideful servant. Right. You know, I want to be a servant that says I'm going to humbly serve. Jesus wasn't Mm -hmm. prideful when he served. You know, he used what he was given and said, I'm going to influence others and I want to be the lowest of all servants. You know, it's it's remarkable how how often uh, so many of these qualities <laughs> every time I, I would wager just go hand in hand. Right. Um, um, humility and joy, hope and love, service and eternity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where you that's why when I look at the fruit of the spirit, as we're studying right now, mm-hmm. you can't just say, oh, I have all but two of them. Well, no, uh, you, your fruit's still spoiled. Yeah. You know, you have to have all of those characteristics. It's not a description of multiple fruits. It's saying, here's what good fruit is. Yeah. You know, you I love strawberries. You know, having the sweet, kind of a little tart, you know, mm. and the, the texture and the juiciness. OK, what if it wasn't juicy? No. What if it was everything else? You're are, like, are you gonna? This is gross. You yeah. know what if what if it what if it wasn't sweet? Okay, now it's bitter. But I have everything else. The color's nice. 
The texture is good. It's not too soft, not too mm. whatever. You know, it, it has some tartness, but there's no, yeah. you know, no sweetness. Yeah. Well, and, and also kind of kind of on that analogy, if you will, uh, if you'll indulge me, um, my, my wife and I are trying to grow some. Right. Um, and, and I can only imagine just how much better those are going to taste than if we went to the store and got them. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? It, it's just, <laughs> there's just something about I, I worked for this. I cultivated this. I, I did what I could. You know what I mean? And it just tastes so much sweeter. It is so much better than getting the ones that someone else labored over. And um, it's hard. It, and it's hard. You can't just say, OK, I'm going to put them in a pot and then mm-hmm. I'm going to just put them in the sun. Well, no, you have to water them make sure your your uh your soil's good your ph levels are all right and keep the bugs off of them keep yeah, the birds off of there's, them there's all sort you know i grow peppers and uh we have to figure out okay the leaves are turning a weird yellow okay that means whatever and i have to add something to the soil you know it it, it it's it's not just as easy as just putting them out in the sun and watering them whenever and i think the same is with our fruit they take cultivating yeah and you know and we have to remember that you know we have to allow people to to help us out, use the scriptures to help cultivate and give us those nutrients, and then allow God to help us grow. Yeah. And if there needs to be pruning, mm-hmm. then allow that pruning and yeah, be but, joyful about it. <laughs> and, back, and back to the idea of, of humility, right, is is I'm, I'm focusing on using my God-given talents and abilities, trying not to let that go to my head, and, and also allowing people to call me out when necessary, you know. Yeah. Um, because we, I mean, inevitably we are going to need to be called out on something. It, it's just going to happen, you know? So are we going to take it or are we going to get all defensive about it? You know, definitely, definitely. Well, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give you the last say and, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to probably take off. So, uh, you get the last comment. What's the one thing you think those who came in late or what's the one thing you think would wrap up everything about what it means to have true joy. Uh, well, it, especially in, in what we were looking at there in Philippians, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain that no matter what happens to me, this side of eternity, it's okay. It, it's not ideal. I may not be happy about it, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's temporary, right? It's fleeting uh, by definition, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the reason it is okay and the reason I have this eternal joy within me is because of the next side of this life, right? Yeah. Uh, that 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 eternal home in heaven uh, with Christ, with the brethren, with God the Father, uh, and, and just knowing that I have that to look forward to. This life can hurl at me whatever. Yeah, you know, definitely. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, hey, I'm going to uh, wrap up. We are so glad everyone came to, to join us. And uh, Matt, uh, I, I'll be praying for you and uh, hope you have a, a great time there and doing great work for the kingdom at uh, Trenton, possibly in Trenton, uh, Church of Christ. And uh, But for the time being, I want our audience to remember to always walk in the way of the cross and to always remember that you can find true joy in serving him faithfully. We'll be back here next Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. And until then, remember, God loves you, and so do I.